This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 818, you're tuned to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning, today, the 28th of March. And this morning, we'll be talking with folks from Murphy's Bro Parks and Rec. And in studio with us today, we have Kristen Hopkins and Don Thomas. So I guess let's first start off, maybe Don, tell us a little bit about what you do each day at the parks. Well, each day is definitely different. We do, uh, I work at the Wilderness Station. I'm the facility coordinator there. And we have all kinds of events and programs from snake feeding on Mondays to wild things on Wednesdays and nature hikes and campouts and everything else. I noticed you guys have a large bird behind the Wilderness Station. Yes, it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's actually a red-tailed hawk, and she's permanently injured, and we use her for education. Okay, and how long have y'all had her? We've only had her since last April. She's turning three this year. We also have a little American kestrel and some screech owls, and we use them all for talking about my favorite animals, raptors. How do y'all go about finding these animals? Because you, you've got quite a few, and you've got some reptiles inside as well. Our snakes are all captive bred. The turtles, they come to us either from rehab or from places where they can't be released, so we have a special license to have them. The birds of prey, they are all coming from rehab facilities, so they cannot be released back into the wild, so we have a license to keep them. Some upcoming events are going to take place at the Wilderness Station and in Barfield Park. One of those is going on a hike, and then you have the Greenway 100. First of all, what's Greenway 100? The Greenway 100 is basically from April 15th to May 15th. You can sign up. You can also register online through City of Murfreesboro Parks and Rec, and the cost is $10 and within that time you have to do a hundred miles one year you have to do a hundred miles on the greenway and then in return you get a t-shirt and a cool sticker a hundred miles on the greenway I'm trying to think how long is the greenway now like 17 miles almost yes that is correct And, and is growing because they're adding on to it and then also a volunteer event is nearing. What is what is that? Nature Play Uplift. Yes, the Nature Play Uplift is the weekend of Earth Day. So April 22nd and 23rd. And we are looking for volunteers to uplift our Nature Play area. That's an area that we have for toddlers. We have a sand area. We have a big, huge bald eagle nest. We have all kinds of things for kids to kind of get out in the dirt and play. And we want to uplift that and actually improve it and make it even more fun for kids to come and play. You know, there's a lot to do in Murfreesboro, but Barfield Park has got a lot to offer. We do. We have lots of trails. We have paved trails. We also have non-paved trails, lots of hiking trails. We, you can go down to the river, lots of animal opportunities in terms of animal encounters, things like that. But also animals, just yesterday, people were seeing snakes in the park, mostly black rats, so everybody's safe. There are some rattlesnakes in the park, but they're, uh, I guess, off to an area where folks don't travel much? Well, the rattlesnakes tend to be a little more elusive, and I've been working for Parks and Rec for seven years, and I've walked the whole park, and I can guarantee you I've tried to look for them and haven't found them. I know they're there, but they feel you coming before you get there. They have uh, internal uh, ears, and they can feel the vibrations. So I think they're just a little more elusive. The ones that have 
encountered them have actually been the mountain bike riders because they're riding through fast and furious. Now, the, the mountain bike area is, is a cool new addition to the park. I guess it's been there, what was it, about a year and a half ago or two years ago it opened? I want to say two years. But it's it's an awesome uh, place to go if those who enjoy mountain biking haven't been, they should. Yeah, and from the people that have, we've walked it, and it's pretty extreme. So uh, we've had people come from out of state to come to it. The entrance is not in Barfield Park. It's actually off of Church Street. Um, it's a little bit different, but you can come to the Wilderness Station, and we can give you a map and all kinds of fun things like that. And I guess the main requirement, of course, the bike, but also a helmet. Yes, because trees hurt. I would imagine so. <laughs> Nature Craft Night is something else that takes place at the Wilderness Station. Tell us more about that. Yes. So those are more geared for either older uh, kids or adults, usually 10 and above. Some might be even older. And the next one, I believe, is the one where we are actually making a moss. And we're making actually something where they get to make something to take home. Um, And it's a wall art. Oh, that's cool. And then in May, we will be doing a planter box. Now, how how big is Barfield Park? Because I I was trying to think. I I know Nate Williams has talked about it before, but it's a large park of like 700 or so acres, isn't it? I don't think it's that. I'm making about 400. Yeah, (laughs) we'll take 700 acres, but I think it's about 400. But it's a cool place, and there's lots of activities that take place there, lots of events, and people can even rent out the pavilions. Yes, they can rent out the pavilions. We also have a space in the Wilderness Station that a lot of birthday parties and uh, baby showers they rent out in the back room, so you don't have to worry about weather as well and a brand new playground opened a couple of years ago thanks to i think it was a grant from blue cross that is correct so in addition to that playground is there now there's a second playground too right or there was yes there is it's a small playground it's more for toddlers it's not very big but it's just right for the little guys all right and then uh nature in the wild art fair that's going to be may 13th what what is that about so we are actually doing uh, where we have artists that are local they we have ceramics we have woodworking we have uh, paintings we have a little bit of everything and they either have to be by nature or from nature or about nature and uh, people can come and it's from 10 to 4 and they come all day long and can hopefully find some cool things to take home that's from local artists and that's going to be in Barfield Park. Yes, it'll be at the Wilderness Station. We'll also have some food vendors. And uh, that morning, we'll be celebrating Migratory Bird Day, which will be more just for families to come in and kind of enjoy and have some information about birds and some fun activities as well. So for people who are listening who, who may be artists, can they still get involved in this? Absolutely. They can contact us at the Wilderness Station um, or contact uh, Charles, Charles Hall Walker. He's the one who's in charge of that, and he works at the Wilderness Station. And um, do you want the number? Yeah, what is okay. it? <laughs> it is 615-217-3017. And we'll post that online as well whenever we post this podcast. Again, we're talking with Don Thomas, and uh, you are stationed at the Wilderness Station. Yes. <laughs> the Wilderness Station, it's open, what, Monday through Friday, or is it open Saturday? We're actually open um, every day of the week. Uh, Mondays, we're only open till noon. Um, we are in our spring hours, so we're open till 5, Tuesday through Thursday, and then Saturday and Friday till 7, and Saturday till 7. So I, I'm curious, when all the kids come there for different events, what, what is the biggest question those kids ask usually? 
can I touch a turtle? What do you, what, what do you say? Maybe? <laughs> sure. <laughs> as long as they're not screaming, absolutely. <laughs> and not the turtle, of course. Good, so, good. Yes. But a lot of kids do come there. And during the school year, well, I know it used to be like this. Schools would bring kids there for a field day and different field trips. Are, are we back to that? Now that absolutely. COVID's- it's been bombarded. We have actually filled up our school programming all spring for a month now we have not been able to take any additional people and we are bringing in almost like 115 to 150 students every thursday and friday from mid-april on wow that's a lot of people yes (laughs) and barfield school which is you know almost across the street from barfield park they've got the advantage they can just walk over there they used to do that i don't believe they're scheduled this year they're they might not have got in in time i'm not sure last year we did a lot more outreach where we went to schools this year they're all coming back to us which is great to see them come back to the parks that's cool and also with us this morning Kristen hopkins and we're talking about murfreesboro parks and rec and uh, Kristen, you are in the Natural Resource Division, so what, what does that include? Yeah, so we are the kind of habitat managers of our parks natural areas. We make sure that our um, natural areas are healthy and biodiverse and resilient. Um, we also do other things. We maintain our hiking trails. We work in the wetlands a lot. We do a lot of invasive removal, invasive plant removal. We've started a native plant nursery. We promote the use of and planting of native plants that are uh, native to our Middle Tennessee area. And yeah, just all kinds of things like that. So yeah. With the growth that we've had in Murfreesboro, does it make it harder to maintain some of these natural areas? Because it's got to be pushing wildlife into a smaller bubble, if you would. There are challenges to that for sure, especially when you see the urban come face to face with the wild. Um, And our natural areas within our parks are not big. I think Barfield is our biggest park with a really robust natural area. So we do see the main challenges for us is pollution control. Uh, We see a lot of litter, um, a lot of other pollutants coming into our waterways and into our natural areas. And we certainly, the wildlife certainly feels that um, for sure sure so but the natural areas that we do have like for instance at murphy spring the wildlife abundancy and diversity there is amazing it's a very small urban area but it houses so much wildlife which is really encouraging um so if we can do more of that if we can have more of these pockets we can we can provide these habitats and areas for wildlife and some changes are coming at some point to murphy spring because they're going to be daylighting town creek which i guess exits murphy spring and goes Uh over towards cannonsburg it does yeah i don't know the timeline of that i know that there is progress and movement on it for sure um but i don't have a timeline on when that is but we have other things that we're working on at Murphy Spring in conjunction with that. One of them is certainly the pollution coming in. We, we've been working with another organization trying to figure out ways that we can manage that better uh, because it does receive a lot of stormwater waste. And then we are also improving the education garden there. There was a lot of 23 years ago, whenever it was first planted, a lot of things that were planted were non-native and now they are on the invasive species list. So we've been removing that. Um, and so that'll be a, a couple of year project to get that garden in, in a place where it's 
reflective of the native wetland that it shares space with. When it comes to doing projects like cleaning up the Stones River or trash and debris out of Murphy Springs, do you take in volunteers or or how can people get involved with that? Absolutely. We've started a volunteer program um, a couple of years ago and it's really grown and we've been really encouraged with all of the people in our community have come out and helped us and really care about these places. So we do have a volunteer program. You can sign up online. You can go to our Outdoor Murfreesboro page. There's a sign up link there with under volunteer with us and that'll take you to our volunteer calendar. I've got on my notes here wheelchair accessible buggy naming. What What is the wheelchair accessible buggy? Yes, we recently received an, an accessible buggy for people with mobility issues and that was grant funded from the National Environmental Education Foundation I believe and so we have a buggy it's essentially a souped up golf cart that allows wheelchair accessibility as well as others with mobility issues and so starting April 1st we'll be asking the people to give us ideas for a name for it before we fully launch it and have it available to everyone. How can they submit their name ideas or suggestions? We'll create a form an online form for them and I'm not sure where we'll place it Melinda and I are working on that right now. But it'll be available somewhere on our webpage, I'm sure, and on Facebook and social media. Again, we're talking about Murphy's Bro Parks and Rec. And in studio with us today, Kristen Hopkins and Don Thomas. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back right after this. And we'll also check on that forecast in just a second. Hey, hi, and hello there. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Fun lovers and truth seekers. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS AM FM Online. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We have a larger selection than any of the other big box stores. Much better prices. Uh, Selection is wonderful from keyboards, drums, guitars. Ukuleles are big this year. We also have lighting. This is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. You come down and look around. We have what you need. The Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. For home restoration at a price you can afford, trust the professionals at Fair Construction to get the job done on time and within your budget. Fair Construction can remodel your home or can update your kitchen, bath, or other room. I'm Ron Hall. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Call Fair Construction at 615-893-6120. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, high in the low 60s. Northwest winds gust as high as 20 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low 32. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 44. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.34, and again this morning we're talking about Murfreesboro Parks and Rec, and we have guest Kristen Hopkins and Don Thomas in studio today, and uh, Coffee Marathon, that's one of the other events that is right around the corner. Uh, who wants to talk about that one? I guess me. <laughs> so so uh, when is it, first of all? It's going on now, right? Yes, it's March 1st through May 31st, 
and um, basically it's $25 registration and they have to visit several park uh, coffee shops, walk, run, all nine routes, and you choose one per week, one per day, however you want to do it, all in one day. Um, after you're done, you get a commemorative mug and um, when you register, you get maps and a passport will be available during the registration process. And this is right in line, really, with uh, Greenway 100. Same general idea of getting out there on the Greenway and using it. Yeah, go to the Greenway, go to a coffee shop. Why not? Yeah, because you might need to go potty after you go to a coffee shop. So. That's true. <laughs> but the, the Greenway that we have here in Murfreesboro, I mean, a lot of communities don't have trails like that. We are very fortunate and it goes through lots of cool different areas that are in Murfreesboro that people don't take advantage of and don't realize. It goes by the river, goes through the woods, goes through open areas. Um, we have lots of bird sightings, lots of uh, you know turtle sightings, all kinds of things that people will come in and tell us about from the Greenway. Have you any or have you encountered any more rare types of birds that maybe people aren't used to seeing? Um, not so much rare, but we are seeing more eagles in Murfreesboro area and uh, other birds that we didn't maybe see as much before. Uh, where where can we see the eagles? Because you don't see those a whole lot. Um, near the rivers and the greenways, actually. Hey, I wonder if we're getting more and more in this area or... or where are they coming from i mean that's definitely uh they are in the 1970s there was only 2,000 nesting pairs in the continental united states now they don't even keep track of that they're still protected but there's over 20,000. they won't give exact if we did know exactly where they were we would not give that location just because we don't want people to harass the poor birds and they're pretty big birds a little bit the <laughs> females can be up to six to eight feet uh, wingspan they weigh up to 14 pounds but their claws their feet are the size of my hand wow i i, I guess i didn't realize that because you don't usually see them up close thankfully. no no a lot of people confuse the turkey vultures and the red tail hawks with eagles but once you see an eagle you're like that's enormous and and you're very happy they don't hunt us but they only weigh 14 pounds so we're pretty safe so compared to like uh, like the hawk that's behind the wilderness station how much smaller is that hawk compared to the she's eagle? about four pounds four four and a half pounds and her wingspan is two and a half feet big difference there yes and she's a big red tail hawk our previous red tail hawk was only two pounds seven ounces and she ha had a little bit smaller wingspan so definitely a difference the girls are bigger than the boys uh they can be up to 30 percent bigger but now the the eagle you're talking about some with a, a six foot wingspan absolutely that's crazy yes and uh, for years, people used to watch eagles at, uh, I believe it was Long Hunter State Park, but it, it's neat that we can now see more eagles here. Yes, you can see them here, and you can even see, uh, promoting another park, uh, Radnor Lake up in Nashville, they have a nesting pair that they show off right in front of you, and you can see the nest from the, their walkway there. That, that's pretty cool. So do eagles, do they hunt during the day or at night? They are diurnal, so they would hunt during the day. Uh, they would rest at night like us, um, but they are very efficient. They might start at dawn. Uh, they will go for fish, but they'll also eat carcass. They'll eat deer. They'll eat other things if they need to. They're opportunistic. Now, I, I know I mentioned uh, a lot of wildlife migrating into parks because of all the construction throughout rutherford county uh, are we seeing any new species of animals coming into our area that we haven't seen in the past none that 
I know of. I think just more encounters with people seeing them. Uh, Fox and uh, new communities with people that haven't nor- lived in areas where they were, came from condos or they came from apartment complexes, and now they're seeing wildlife in their backyard. And they're getting very nervous, and I'm like, you're fine. It's, Fox won't come at you, stuff like that. But we are seeing more encounters like that. And the wildlife, unfortunately, has to adjust or it won't survive. So they are getting closer to home sometimes, but as a whole, they're very safe, and you don't have to worry about them. Just oh. leave them be. What, what, what about things like wild hogs and, and you know, I don't pigs. believe they're in this area yet. I don't know about Tennessee as a whole. I know they are in Alabama and Georgia. I know we've seen, and people have sent the station pictures of like bobcats and other uh, cats, if you would. It's pretty interesting. We have a lot of bobcats. We have actually, uh, someone got on video last year, a mom bobcat with her two babies in Barfield Park. Now, again, they're elusive. They're also not going to mess with you. If you see them, give them space. And that's true for any wildlife. How, I'm trying to picture how big most bobcats are, about the size of a miniature or a small dog. Probably a medium-sized dog. Um, they're about 30 to 35 pounds. Um, they can be a little smaller, but about 30, 35 if they're, sol- if they're solid looking. And, and I'm sure you've you've heard the, the stories of, well, I saw a panther in the park or I saw a panther in Murphy's Pro. <laughs> we get that all the time. And um, most of the time it is uh, bobcat. We do not have any um, cougars or mountain lions so far in Rutherford County. At least not yet, right? Not, that, not to my knowledge. Of course, bears have even been spotted, at, I think, as close as uh, the cab county one year i don't know if they ever confirmed it or not but yeah, i heard not, about it i'm not sure if they confirmed it i know there was one up in dixon wow i guess someday maybe we'll have bears here who knows <laughs> Ho- yes. hopefully not i don't <laughs> uh just like everything else they gotta adjust we gotta adjust That's kind right. of right in there so what else is happening uh, in park news that maybe i left off um there is a facebook scavenger hunt and it starts april 1st Um, And it says, each month we will post on Facebook a picture of a landmark on a certain portion of the Greenway. Participants send in a picture of themselves at that landmark to receive a day pass to Borough Beach. And the cost is free. You just register on or you email and register online. The picture of this landmark is going to be on the Parks and Rec Facebook page. And Mm -hmm. all you have to do is what, send a message in or just type in the response there? Yep. You just post it on Facebook. That's, that's easy yeah. enough. Okay. Yep. And so you can actually work in Greenway 100, the coffee, and this. So you got three things going on at the same time. That's right. You can knock it all out and get a free T-shirt while you're at it. I don't know if we talked about this one yet, though, the uh, the bird hike. Yeah. So we do a general bird hike where basically people can come out and learn about basic birding. And we have binoculars, and we'll teach them some different ways to find birds in the wild because birding is a pretty cool thing to get into. Uh, shockingly it's something that once you get into it you either get hooked or you're like no so a lot of people usually get hooked and we've got a lot of birds here i i notice even seagulls you know we we didn't used to have seagulls in murphy's bro but i've seen them over the last couple of years yes and gulls are here um they are ring neck our uh, ring-billed gulls. Um, we call them seagulls, but they can be found anywhere. 
And uh, I think we also left off the one about the... Uh, World. The camping. Yeah, so, oh, we have a family. Uh, we have a family camp out April 29th, and it is, I believe, uh, let's see, get to it. I believe it's fifteen dollars for adults. It is pre-registration. We provide all the tents and equipment. We'll provide dinner, and we'll also provide breakfast, and we'll do a night hike that night. And it's a great way to introduce your family to camping. Four and under is free, and like I said, we'll provide the mat, the tents, and all that. You just bring your sleeping gear and be prepared to have a fun night. So when you say you'll provide the dinner is it like a, a campfire dinner it will not be gourmet it will be gourmet hot dogs oh gourmet hot dogs <laughs> over the campfire yes definitely <laughs> best way to have hot dogs and if anybody wants to learn more about any of these things just type in murfreesboro parks and rec and i'm sure it'll pull right up murfreesboro parks and rec or outdoor murfreesboro on facebook is also another way to see our events both okay yeah and then the last thing is world turtle day and that is the tuesday 23rd Tuesday 23rd. Sorry, I had to do my math there. That morning at 10 a.m., Rachel Singer will be leading a turtle search at Nickajack, where she will actually, they're monitoring the turtles out at Nickajack. Nickajack. Wetland. It's in um, one of our neighborhoods, actually. Oh. Just on the, uh, just off Red Mile Road, off of, what is it? What is the road? It's Broad Street, the highway there past Black Fox and Rutherford. So out Highway 41 is, is yeah, where that's going to be? Highway 41, that's the one. Yep. And uh, that's another event, I'm sure they can learn more about by calling and that same afternoon we're going to celebrate turtles and from three to five we'll have all kinds of activities and fun events going on about world turtle day how often do people bring turtles to the wilderness station because it seems like you usually have several turtles uh we do have several turtles we did have to put up a sign saying no more pet turtles because as you know the pet turtle trade got a little crazy people were getting quarter turtles and we just don't have space and unfortunately the redder sliders that they did buy they're a little bit invasive and they're kind of all over uh, some states are even banning them they're the one turtle that's found in every single continent now wow yeah if anybody has not been to the wilderness station definitely stop by bring your kids out there because there's a lot to see there yes we're a diamond in the rough we're in the corner so a lot of people don't know about us especially if they go to the ball fields up front we're toward the back is there anything we left off or do we cover pretty much everything uh we can look at conservation days if you'd like if we have time yeah, what, to. when is conservation yeah. um, days? it's a week leading up to may 20th we have events going on all that week the purpose of this event and those events leading up to it are to kind of introduce folks in our community to the people um, that are working on conservation issues in our area and in our state. Um, so leading up to it, we'll have nature walks with naturalists. Uh, we'll have volunteer opportunities, uh, trash pickups, kudzu wrangle. You know, there's a lot of kudzu at Walter Hill, so we'll be pulling that down. And then the day of event, we'll have speakers, professional speakers, talking about where we live, uh, the geology of Middle Tennessee, the plant communities in Middle Tennessee, the wildlife in Middle Tennessee. And then we'll have hikes with our state naturalist, Randy Hedgepath. We'll be doing native garden tours. We will also have our native plant sale going on where anyone can come and purchase native plants for their landscaping. And then just all kinds of stuff. Dawn, Dawn and her team are doing a wildlife station. We'll have rehabbers there to talk about uh, rehabilitation efforts in the area. And just all kinds of really cool stuff like that. A lot of vendors are coming, partners, Wild Birds Unlimited, TDEC, our friends at TDEC. Can't name them all. There's a, there's a lot of people who will be there representing their communities and their organizations and talking about the things that they're doing in the state uh, for conservation efforts. So The cool thing about Murfreesboro and this whole area of Rutherford County is that it has grown 
so fast, as we mentioned earlier, but that means, like you were saying, a lot of people who have not experienced the wildlife up close because they came from maybe a larger city and lived downtown or in a condo, but you're able to see a lot in Murphy's Bro that a lot of others haven't seen. It's really unique. It's really, really unique. The inner basin where we live has habitats and ecological systems that are nowhere else in the world. So it's, it's really unique in that way. And we should be working to preserve that. Definitely. Again, with us this morning, Kristen Hopkins and Don Thomas with Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. And if anybody would like to learn more details about anything we talked about, just go to murfreesboroparks.com. Or the Outdoor Murfreesboro page. Or the Outdoor Murfreesboro page. Yeah, search them on Facebook. You can find more information there. A lot happening. And there's also a community calendar of events on the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec page that will give you exact dates of everything happening. Well, thank you both for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to WGNS. We have news and more coming your way in just a minute. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Good morning. Traffic's still moving right now out here on 65 down through Robertson County. Here's where it's still a little bit slow. That's coming through Hermitage. Just a lot of rubbernecking on an earlier wreck, 40 westbound at Central Pike. Again, coming in from Mount Jewel, it's been a little bit slower than normal. Same thing for coming in from Rutherford County. You had that wreck, uh, that 24 westbound at Bell Road that made things a little bit slow up through Laverne and Smyrna right now on 24 uh, as you continue towards Nashville out of Rutherford County. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products. They've got it all. Check them out online today at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Right now that time, 8.50, you're listening to WGNS. This is the Action Line on this Tuesday morning. It is the 28th of March. Coming up in just a little while, we're going to hear from Seniors Helping Seniors, a local business here in Rutherford County that serves the senior population. Hey, neighbor, when you talk, others listen. If it's on Good Neighbor Talk, keep it here. WTNS, AM, FM, FM, online. Coming up next, an interview with Seniors Helping Seniors. And stay with us because in just a little while, we're going to head to the news story about what occurred yesterday in Nashville. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. We're talking with Danielle Rutherford with Seniors Helping Seniors. And tell us a little bit about what you guys do day in and day out. Seniors Helping Seniors is here in the community to help individuals age in place. We provide non-skilled medical care, bathing, dressing, meal preparation, 
housekeeping, laundry, errands to medical appointments. We also provide transportation to places in the community that people would like to go. And the neat thing about your company, Seniors Helping Seniors, is that you really get to know some of the folks you work for. And I'm sure you love hearing stories, and I'm I'm sure the folks you help love telling stories. Of course, we are active listeners. Whenever we meet an individual on their journey, we love to hear all about them. We find out what their likes are, what their dislikes are, and it becomes just a great relationship, very organic in regards to how we step in and help. What are some things that stand out to you that you've noticed over the last couple of years in in helping people? I think people are afraid to have home care. People are afraid to ask for help, but once they get the help that they need, they end up loving our caregivers, loving our services, loving the fact that they're able to age in place safely and successfully where they didn't think they could stay at their homes. Again, we're talking with Danielle Rutherford at Seniors Helping Seniors, and you're right. It's really hard to ask for that help, especially if you're used to living alone or maybe just you and your husband, whatever the case may be. It's tough to ask for help. It is. I think no one really wants to say, hey, this is my bad day. And so whenever we go into a home, we try to meet you on that hard day, but make that a shining light of saying how we are here to meet you in your journey and to keep you safe. You're also looking to hire new persons to be a part of your company. We are. Every day we look for individuals who want to give back to our community. That's our main thing is individuals who want to give back and to help and that care. You put a lot of effort into finding the right people that seniors help and seniors. Yes, we are definitely true to our model, seniors helping seniors. A lot of our caregivers are individuals who have had opportunities in their life to be caregivers themselves, to their loved ones, to their family members, their spouses. We have a lot of individuals who have been in this field for many years. It provides opportunity for flexible schedules. A lot of our caregivers don't want to work 40 hours a week. You know, they want to just work that eight hours or 10 to 12 hours a week, but still have time with their grandchildren or still have time with their own children. Um, we, We provide a flexible schedule as well as job opportunities to individuals who might already be retired, but still want to work part time. Every day, you know, I come across individuals in the grocery store that will just ask me, you know, what do I do for a living? And I'll start talking about seniors helping seniors and they love our model. And then they go to our website and we continue a conversation. If somebody listening maybe has a parent or a grandparent that they know needs a little extra help and they're trying to figure out how to have that conversation with them, what would you say? I would say we go into homes. We always do just education. We can go talk to family members. um, We can talk to children of individuals who are curious about the next steps of care. We also offer gift cards that if you want to purchase some care for someone that might not initiate it on their own, we always have opportunities for education about about how we help in the community and how we can keep individuals aging in place. Again, we're talking with Danielle Rutherford with Seniors Helping Seniors. How can people contact you? Our web address is shsmiddletn.com and our office number is 615-988-0803. So shsmiddletn.com. Again, we've been talking with Danielle Rutherford with Seniors Helping Seniors. with Rutherford County Newsmakers about what matters most to you. You're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning. Coming up next, we'll take a look at some of the events that occurred yesterday, Monday, the day of the shooting that took place at a school in Nashville. 
This is WGNS Action Line with Scott Walker. Metro Nashville police say a woman armed with three guns made her way into a private school in the Green Hills area and fatally shot a total of six victims on Monday morning. The incident occurred at the Covenant School near the intersection of Harding Place and Hillsboro Pike. As parents learned of the shooting, they quickly made their way to the school. They told us to go this way. Helicopters hovered in the air. Agents and field officers with the FBI, the TBI, and the ATF were all in the process of heading to the scene. Because of closed roadways, parents had to park up to a mile away from the school and then walk to the fire hall in front of the school where they were originally being told to go. Once closer to the school, police made sure that those arriving were either parents of the children who attended the school or related to teachers, custodians, and administrators of the school. And then they ushered them to the Nashville Fire Station located just below the school on Harding Place. If you're a parent, please go over by that red pickup truck. We need to do this quickly. Go around over there. Police escorted the children who were inside the school down the driveway and to the right, which was the Nashville Fire Hall, where parents were being told to go. We got kids at the fire hall now. Parents looked into the windows of the fire hall, hoping to see their child. Some of the small faces in tears, others running to the fire hall doors to press their face up against the glass, against mom or dad. Some parents who did not see their child inside the fire hall were told that there were multiple locations where kids were being held safely until there was a confirmation that all children had been removed from their classrooms. Right now we have everybody in multiple locations. We're trying to put them all into one location here and we're going to make sure everybody's accounted for and then we'll get to reuniting everybody, okay? As hard as it was, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and other caregivers were told not to grab their children the second they see them because first, authorities needed to make a proper head count to ensure all the kids were out of the school. Do not scoop them up and run off with them because then we don't know where they're at and we can't account for them. In order for police to confirm an accurate head count before parents could take their children home, the students were loaded onto school buses. The frightened children quickly made their way to the waiting bus hand in hand. From there, they took the kids to Woodmont Baptist Church. There, they would be reunited with their kids. Some parents drove to the church, a handful walked to the church, and some were transported by Metro Police. Keep in mind, some of their cars were as far as a mile and a half away because of road closures that was as close as they could get. In an effort to not further overwhelm the students, parents patiently waited inside the Woodmont Church Chapel for their name to be called in sets of three to take their children home. As parents and family members waited, counselors, doctors, and psychologists, along with chaplains from area churches as well as the police force, sat down and talked with the students. Sadly, not every parent was able to leave with their child. Metro Police, TBI, and FBI agents were also at the church to ensure the process flowed smoothly, along with Davidson County Sheriff's deputies. Head of Communications for the Metro Nashville Police Department, Don Aaron, named the list of those who were killed at Covenant School in Nashville. The three nine-year-olds who were killed, Evelyn Dickhouse, William Kenny, 
Hallie Scruggs. Three adults, Mike Hill, a custodian, age 61. Cynthia Peake, to my understanding, a substitute teacher, age 61. And Catherine Kuntz, age 60. Metro Chief of Police John Drake confirmed the name of the suspect in the shooting. We've identified the shooter as Audrey Hale, 28-year-old female that lived in the Nashville area. The shooter, Audrey Elizabeth Hale, is a former student of Covenant School in Nashville, and evidence gathered by the detectives shows that her attack on the school was not random. There were maps drawn of the school in detail, surveillance, entry points, etc. We know and believe that entry was gained through shooting through one of the doors. Police say that other schools may have been targeted by the shooter. There was another location that was mentioned, but because of a threat assessment by the suspect, too much security, they decided not to. And that area was here in Nashville, so we're continuing with that investigation as well. Detectives found detailed maps and additional evidence inside the residence on Brightwood Avenue, which is where Hale lived. We have a manifesto, we have some writings that we're going over uh, that uh, pertain to this date, the actual incident. We have a map drawn out of how this was all gonna take place. Metro Police told the media on Monday that Hale stormed the school with what looked to be two assault-type rifles and a handgun, along with a significant amount of ammunition. Metro located the vehicle that Hale is believed to have driven to the school shortly after the woman was killed. Inside the Honda Fit were notes written by Hale. On the day of the shooting, Chief Drake said it was not known if the suspect had any mental health problems. One day later, detectives uncovered evidence that she was under a doctor's care. With more, here is CBS News correspondent Janet Shamblin. 28-year-old Audrey Hale gained access to the school by firing through locked glass doors. The former student legally purchased seven firearms. Three were used in the attack. She was under care, doctor's care, for an emotional disorder. Uh, law enforcement knew nothing about the treatment she was receiving, but her parents felt that she uh, should not own weapons. Janet Shamley in CBS News. Nashville Mayor John Cooper spoke at a press conference on Monday. This morning I was in Boston to see my own son's sporting event and now I am overwhelmed at the thought of the loss of these families, of the future lost by these children and their families. And the leading cause of kids get death now is guns and gunfire and that is unacceptable. But I want to thank the fast response of our officers. Guns are quick. They don't give you much time. So even in a remarkably fast response, there was not enough time. And those guns stole precious lives from us today in Nashville. And in this dark hour, let us support each other. Let us go and hug our children a little bit closer tonight. Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee stated, Cindy and Maria and Catherine Kuntz were all teachers at the same school and have been family friends for decades. All of Tennessee was hurt yesterday. But some parents woke up without children. And children woke up without parents, without teachers. And spouses woke up without their loved ones. Governor Lee did not mention anything about guns or gun laws. There will come a time to ask how a person could do this. 
There'll come a time to discuss and debate policy. But this is not a time for hate or rage. That will not resolve or heal. There will be a time to talk about the legislation and the budget proposals that we brought forth even this year. And clearly, there is more work to do. Attorney General Merrick Garland. We have both ATF and FBI resources uh, working hand-in-hand with the state and local uh, police. General Garland went on to state, The Justice Department will do everything that we have within our power to try to prevent uh, these kinds of really horrific shootings. Security camera footage from Covenant School in Nashville captured the shooter on video. That video was then publicly released by Nashville. But out of respect for the families that were impacted by the incident at Covenant School in Nashville on Monday, WGNS Radio will not be releasing the video footage of the shooter.